Adiel is Twyla Twang with our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond interview series. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we are sitting here today at Soundstage in Nashville, ne- <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee, speaking with Tammy Nielsen. Do I get to be a sweetheart or a badass? Oh, I think or you're both. both. <laughs> I, woman, I think you qualify as both. Yes, I ma'am. I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking time. Thank you. With us. This is so, so, so cool. And uh, thanks to Michelle and Zach and Audix and Soundstage and all those folks who make this happen because this is a special thrill for us radio folks just to have this time with you. Oh, it's wonderful it's to chat. very, very, I'm very, very grateful. I was, I was having a conversation last night with uh, one woman, Julie, I believe is her name, and she was, and I have her. I have been hearing about you since uh, at Folk Alliance in t- January 2020. Oh wow! You blew the roof off that sucker. I blew the world apart, apparently, because after that, everything went to well, crap, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I kicked off 2020 with a bang, and then oh, so let's blame me. I, I, no, I can't. No, I don't think that had, because your world changed mm. uh, obviously our world in Everybody's, general yes yeah. um we cannot deny that but could you, some of the doors that open like that whole connection with the luck reunion and and then to be able to record with willie nelson could you tell us about that mm. uh progression from um blowing up at fai in 2020 yeah how it all that was the moment actually like that it was a real uh game changer um, we we did a showcase there, and you know, and you know how FAI is. It's like little hotel rooms, uh-huh. and you're singing to people, and like there's a bed there. It's really weird, <laughs> and all these people are crammed in, and I was in full rhinestones in a beehive that was like hitting the ceiling, and um, we played this set, and uh, a beautiful woman, her name's Kimberly. She works for Luck Reunion. She was in the room, and part of hosting that room. And she saw us and then championed us to Matt, who books Luck Reunion, and said to him, you have to come to her official showcase. Like, you cannot miss it. And she told me that he was, he was coming down those escalators, you know, that every, those packed escalators toward the showcase. We were right at the end of our show. He was racing from another one. And she was texting him saying, you better get here. And he said, which room is it? And then he said, never mind, I can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear it. I'm going to uh-huh. follow that voice. <laughs> and I remember walking off stage and he was there for maybe the last two, three songs. And we, man, we, we sang the crap out of that, that, that show so hard that I blew out my wig. I had a beehive <laughs> wig on. And I, it blew the glue out. It, I was Whoa. sweating so much. So my, like, my wig's lopsided. I'm looking like, you know, a drag queen after a bender. And, and he comes up to me and I'm trying to like glue my thing down. And he's like, Who, do you have an agent? And I said, yes. And told him and he said, oh, good. I'm going to get in touch. I really need you for my festival. It's only in a couple months, but I'm hoping you can come. And I said, well, which, what is it? And he said, luck reunion on, on Willie's property. And I screamed so loud that my brother across the room thought I was being attacked. <laughs> and he looked up, like, went to jump off the stage to run and help me. He's my guitarist, so he was there. And, uh, and I, it, you know, it's one of those bucket list festivals, you know, for, for Americana musicians. It's so special. 
and so uh, exclusive because it's you know there's it's his property, so there's only so many people that they can they can have. And um, to be asked was a dream. And then of course, two months later, getting ready to go the month the week before, and the world shut down. <laughs> and as I say, COVID giveth and COVID taketh away. And at that time, I thought, well, this is one of the takeaways. But um, we, they, because of that, they moved the festival online. They were probably one of the first to do so. And 100,000 people were watching. And I streamed, you know, a little acoustic three-song set from New Zealand on my little iPhone 6, <laughs> hoping nobody called me, <laughs> and uh, got through the set and um, had this huge influx of new followers on my social media afterwards. And uh, I was, you know, interacting with new people. And, and um, this one woman on Twitter, her name was Annie. She was really lovely. And she was like, we're such big fans. We saw you on Luck. And oh, you're just wonderful. We just love you. And every time I'd post, she'd reply. And, and this went on for a couple months. She'd kind of interact with me. And then she followed my brother Jay on Twitter and he looked at her bio and he texted me and said, do you know who Annie is on Twitter that you've been talking to for two months? I'm like, no. And he said, it's Willie Nelson's wife. Oh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my, I'm so glad I didn't know. I would have been such a goober. Like I would have, I would have been <laughs> nervous. I wouldn't have, no, you know, I would have not really acted normal maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> as it was, I was just my normal goober self. Maybe I would have not been a goober. I don't know. Here I am like sending her memes of Willie Nelson smoking joints, you know, but like <laughs> no idea. Oh my Lord. So yeah. So long, you know, one thing led to another. We, we've become friends over the course of the pandemic for a year and a half. We were chatting back and forth. She sent me her number and, and uh, she's like, you're part of the tribe now. You're part of the luck tribe. And, um, and so I was going to record the new album and there's a song on it called Beyond the Stars, which I wrote about the loss of my dad. And it's a song that is me singing to him in the first verse and then the second verse is him singing to me. And so I wanted, I was like, who could, who could sing the verse? You know, don't do this to me. You're making me cry. Twi uh, Twyla Twang, damn you. <laughs> She's sitting here crying. It's damn my it. thing. I can't hear. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Deep breath. Um, yeah. And and so I, who on earth could live up to being the voice of my dad? And as it as it turns out, Willie Nelson is a pretty good substitute. <laughs> Not a bad fit. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. It was just a dream come true. And when he sent through his vocal... I cried for three days straight. I was like, I'm just not even going to put on mascara ever again because just so many layers, you know, how my dad, I grew up in a family band. So my dad was a musician and taught me everything I know, songwriting, singing, everything. And how he would have felt as a Willie fan, like hearing his daughter sing with Willie Nelson, a song I wrote about him. It's just like, just too much. It's too much to handle. And um, that that was, I thought, I'd peaked. I'm like, that's it. I'm retiring tomorrow. This is it. Like, this is as good as, as it's going to get. And then uh, a year later, you know, we were still in lockdowns and pandemic and all that fun stuff. 
And then our borders opened in March and they asked me to go and play luck. It was the, you know, they hadn't had it for two years, obviously. And I got to go and Willie said he wanted to perform it with me live. (laughs) And I thought, okay, I thought I'd peaked, but this is way much, this is a higher peak. And, um... The nerves. I've never been so nervous in my life. And I said, my brother and I said to each other after we performed with him, we're like, we'll never be nervous again. Like this is, you know, if we can survive this, we can survive anything Mm -hmm. that is nerve wracking in the music business. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, You obviously survived. I survived, (laughs) but barely. Like we got through, we had a run through at his house the day before. That was a whole other surreal moment and um, singing the song and and chatting and and then we performed it at the festival the next day and he walked out on stage I'll just never forget it I'll never forget it that moment is like frozen in my mind and I got through the first verse singing with him in the chorus him singing harmony with me but then he started singing his verse and that I was a goner it was like just the tears I just started to weep and we, and I'm trying to sing and cry at the same time, which is not an easy feat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I thought, oh, well, oh, well, <laughs> like I can't do anything about this. Just embrace it. And then the whole audience was crying as well. No oh my goodness. But what it, it's become, it was, it's become just such a sacred song for me. I don't think ever, anything's ever going to top it. No, yeah. no, it was beautiful. You know, what a what a moment, mm. what an experience that you yeah. said that's distilled in your brain the rest right. of your days. <laughs> I to know. To be so blessed. And you have not, you're not able to come over very much. Well, um, I haven't been for the last two years. <laughs> well, we none of us have. Right, We've right. not been able to go anywhere. Um, normally, though, I'm here, you know, through, through uh, states and Canada and Europe, a, a few times a year um, touring, mm-hmm. but of course, right now it's just it's baby steps, you know. Yeah, it's still real tricky with touring at the moment and travel. Oh my god, don't get me started. They've lost my guitar three times in the last month, broke it, uh, broke my case, lost my luggage. <laughs> it's just get like out. I feel like I'm Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, you know, with <laughs> like <laughs> all these booby traps coming at me. Like, here comes the rolling boulder. Here comes the stabby things with the skeletons. Like, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, by the next time you uh, do some traveling, things will have calmed down. Hopefully, and, yeah. And uh, you just don't know. Everything's still kind of in flux. It is, eh? Yes. We're rolling with the punches. Musicians are a pretty resilient bunch. We're used to a lot of getting knocked over and picking ourselves back up. <laughs> Well, speaking of which, uh, Kingmaker, I mean, like, oh, my goodness. Um, I could go, you know, they said, like, five, ten-minute conversation. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, my Willie story took over the oh, whole no, thing. Oh, no, no, that's what I, that's actually the why I, why I led with that, because mm. that's, to me, the uh, crown jewel, you know. Mm, of, and you got some t- serious Tiara's yeah. <laughs> game going on, so it's just really fun to see. Uh, I wanted to hear, and I wanted our listeners to hear uh, mm-hmm. that story. That's Im- important to me, and I think it's important to people to know uh, and re- be reminded of the connection mm-hmm. that we all have with music. Like right. we wouldn't be listening to this 
the show that this is on, if you weren't a music fan, you wouldn't be aware of who Tammy Nielsen is if it weren't for being a music fan mm -hmm. and what you as an artist can provide to the listeners, that connection of humanity, mm -hmm. you know, vulnerability, and I want to get right to that female empowerment <laughs> <laughs> because this is sweethearts and Badasses, right? Of Americana <laughs> and beyond, and girl, you badass. <laughs> Total. You lure badass. them in with the Sweet Willie song, and then bam. bam. <laughs> yeah, she all tender, but let, don't let that fool you. <laughs> um, could you kind of speak to that? I know uh, Dolly's one of your heroes, mm. and um, the emulation of her style uh, mm. comes through. But you got your own. Yeah, uh, like Dolly is, I think for a lot of us uh, female country singers is our true north, you know, and um, yeah, there's even songs on the album I wrote inspired by by her and, uh, you know, I wrote, I read this chapter while I was uh, in lockdown. I, I call it my Bible. It's uh, Dolly Parton's autobiography. <laughs> it became your Bible during the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a chapter in there she talks about being underestimated as a woman in the music business and, and how it's been to the detriment of many a good old boy, she says. <laughs> and I just love, she says this quote, um, uh, you know, I, I don't like screwing anybody in business. <laughs> She said, but you know, sometimes uh, men think that because you get your fair share that somehow they're being screwed. It's just your fair share. You're not asking for more than that. Mm -hmm. She said, but you know, after we do a deal and I get my fair share and walk away and they feel screwed, I say, how is it for you, old boy? <laughs> <laughs> She's a badass. How you She's like me now? <laughs> right? But this, this album... You know, when I write songs about empowerment and, you know, uh, of women and, and challenging inequality, people, I've had people say, oh, you're, why do you write political songs? And, and I said, well, it's only political if it's not your personal experience. And for me, I'm a woman in this world. I'm a woman in the music industry. Um, I'm a woman in the country music industry. And so all of these are other layers, you know, indigenous woman. And so I can only sing about what I know and write about what I know. And every story, every song is a personal experience on my album. And so it's not political to me. It's, it's personal. It's my life I'm singing about. And um, I think that you know, all of us have had the, the world stop over the past two years and the hamster wheel stopped and we were left alone with our thoughts and all the things that we had pushed down for decades and centuries um, while we ran on our hamster wheel. Well, we don't need to deal with that. It's, it's, I don't have time to deal with racism or sexism or misogyny or homophobia, or, you know, all of these things that plague our society. And um, suddenly all these things came bubbling to the surface because we had time to actually notice and look and listen. And I think that the best way to eradicate those things, they only grow in the dark. You know, evil can only grow in the dark places. 
And I think by dragging it into the light, dragging it into the light, dragging it into the, you know, it's singing about it, writing about it. The, the things I sing and write about are nothing new. Um, but I think that you have, I feel compelled that it's my purpose to keep dragging those things into the light so they can't continue to thrive. That is so vital, mm. so vital to uh, keep the conversation going. And as we possibly take baby steps back to normality, if there is, is going to mm. be anything like that, um, that, that those takeaways remain in place, yeah. that we do not forget. Because uh, some folks want to jump right back on that hamster mm. wheel. Oh, it's easier. It's more comfortable. It kind of is. You got that group, <laughs> you know? I got this. Go- yeah, let's keep yeah. going. Uh-uh. Let's go back to the way things were. Yeah, that I, I've mm-hmm. I've heard that several times. It's one of the silver linings, you know, is that deep time of reflection. Mm. That um, it seemed to kind of be a watershed moment where folks who want to call that stuff stuff your work political. Mm-hmm. They might not have taken a very deep dive into themselves. Mm. Would you, you know, yeah. as opposed to the ones that's like, oh, I, I see myself in that, and uh, I see that that in in our society, I'm not that. That's not cool. We've got some work to do. Yeah, yeah we and got some work to do. It, it's always interesting to me because people's like uh, different reactions to my music because I often say music is just a mirror. Like music holds up a mirror and when you're grieving, you see yourself in a song. When you're falling in love, that's my song. You know, it holds up a mirror to your experience. And so when you listen to my music and you hear empowerment and inspiration and um, joy, that's holding up a mirror to what's inside you. When you feel defensive or angry, about what I'm singing. It's really interesting to me because it's the same song. It has nothing to do with me. It's what the listener hears Mm -hmm. and the mirror it's holding up to them. So you've actually gotten backlash. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's you can't be on social media without getting like, that's, that's true. the odd little troll from under the bridge. That's, <laughs> yeah. that is true. That is true. I, I just can't imagine um, because well, no one can deny that maybe they don't like the content if it's just too harsh of a mirror glare there mm. for them. Uh, but they cannot deny your talent and that powerful voice that just. Cuts right. Oh, it's just <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, I say to heck with y'all if you don't necessarily like the content. You know, this woman has <laughs> some serious talent, and maybe, uh, maybe you know, take a baby step to look at a mirror sometime. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I just so appreciate this time uh-huh. that we have together. And uh, this is Twyla Twang with Tammy Nielsen. Here at Soundstage in Nashville uh, on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD, for our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana interview series. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Bye.